Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This episode may contain graphic and disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Crime With My Coffee. I'm your fabulous hostess with the mostest, June. And I'm Suzanne. We're going to tell you some stories you've heard. Some you haven't. And some you'll wish you hadn't. All with a Texas twang. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Glad you could join us. Yes. And if you're here for the first time, go back. We got plenty to listen to. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. There's lots of stuff there. So what are you drinking in your mug today? Well, whatever. In in my mug, I actually, it's getting colder. The weather's getting colder and I like that. And I like to put hot chocolate in my coffee, but that's not what I did. I actually have some coffee from Starbucks and it's the mocha uh, flavored coffee. And so I actually have that with uh, just some half and half and it tastes like hot chocolate in my coffee, but I didn't have to mix hot chocolate in my coffee. It's really pretty good. What do you have in your mug? I am yet again drinking the Frankenbones from Bones Coffee Company, the chocolate hazelnut, because it is delicious and I finally got some back in and it's been so long since I've had it because it's only a seasonal flavor. That that's all I've been drinking for the past couple of weeks. Nice. Very, very nice. But I should probably slow down because otherwise I'm going to run out and I'm going to have to order more. Uh-oh. Oh, it's it's a horrible thing if you have to order more coffee. Not. I know, because I have to wait a whole week until it gets here. Well, before you run out, order more. Just order it. That way you always have it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I guess I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, today I will be telling us about a case. Uh-huh. No need just to remember. Extra. Okay. I was going to say, just remember, I didn't put anything else in my coffee. No need for anything extra. Okay. I'm so, about it. Then. So a few weeks ago, we had a bonus episode with Matthew Gentile, the director of American Murderer, to discuss his movie. 
Yes. Which is based upon the case of Jason Derrick Brown. Yes. And that is what we will be talking about today. Sweet. That way, if people didn't get a chance to stream the movie or see the movie, they'll know what it's about. Yes. We Look wanted to give you. you we wanted to give you a couple of weeks in between. That way, if you did want to watch the movie first, you had the chance. If you didn't want to watch the movie, you just had to wait a couple of weeks for the case anyway. There you go. There you but go. I vote you go watch the movie because I watched it and I liked it. And I like the, I would have watched it anyway because I like the cast. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> a good cast. It was a good cast. So. We are going to actually go to an area. It's the south area of Phoenix. It's called Ahwatukee. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, I actually kind of Googled how to say that, and that's how it's pronounced as far as I can find out. But it's spelled A-H-W-A-T-U-K-E-E, Ahwatukee. I like it. I like it. It's a nice little cat name. I was just gonna say I'm gonna name my dog that. (laughs) (laughs) Except he already has a name, and I'm not getting another dog. So I don't blame you. Whatever. So I know we've been to Phoenix before, so we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about Phoenix. Um, Mm -hmm. Awachoki is actually just kind of the the neighborhood-ish kind of general area. It's actually still technically in Phoenix. Um, but Phoenix is the capital of Arizona. It's the most populous city in Arizona. It's the fifth most populous city in the United States. Wow. And it is one of only two state capitals with a population of more than one million people. Can you guess the other state capital that has more than one million people? Mm, No, why don't you tell me? Austin, Texas. Sweet. Go, Texas. That's awesome. In 2000, the population of Phoenix was 1,321,045 people. Wow. In 2010, the population was 1,445,632. Okay. And there are, it is a lot. And there are over 200 golf courses in the Phoenix area. Wow. That's a lot of golf You know what? I'm thinking because, like, it's just flat. So what else are you going to do with all that stuff, right? Just make golf courses, I guess. I don't Uh, don't know. I don't think it's actually very flat in Phoenix. Well, I mean, it's surrounded by mountains, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing, okay? I really don't know. Me neither. I've never been to Phoenix. Hmm. That's that's. But yeah, over 200 golf courses in the Phoenix area. Hmm. Um, And like I said, we've been to Phoenix before, so I'm not going to include a whole lot of famous people. But I did have a couple that I wanted to mention. Football Um, from Phoenix? No, no football. Uh, Okay, fine. Uh, But I did want to mention Stevie Nicks. Nice. Ty Murray, who is a nine-time world champion rodeo cowboy. Sweet. Danica Patrick, which is like the girl NASCAR driver. 
Yeah, look at you. And one more name I wanted to mention, Dean Winters. Do you Dean. recognize that name? I know you know this name. I It sounds... He's an actor. He was in Oz. Uh, the yep, Oz. Yep, yep, okay. He was in Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. And he is the mayhem guy in the Allstate commercials. There you go. There you <laughs> go. He's a good actor. I, I feel he he's a good actor. I think so. so. Well, so, and if y'all haven't seen Oz, it's a HBO series that debuted years ago. And it's really, really good. Really good. So when my son started working for the prison system here in the state of Texas, I told him he needed to go watch Oz. Mm -hmm. That way he would know what he had to deal with when he went to work every day. (laughs) I mean, it's probably not just like that, but it's, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It is a good series, but it is not at all what he deals with on a daily basis. But because he did watch Oz part of it anyway but he was watching it i think before he applied for the job yeah yeah i i like it whatever i like it too anyway so just to (laughs) jump right into our case instead of talking about tv shows which we could talk about tv Mm -hmm. shows and movies for freaking ever forever yes um november 29th 2004 it's the monday after the thanksgiving here in the united states Robert Keith Palmaris was a 24-year-old armored truck guard. He's making his rounds, going about his regular business, his everyday day at work, you know, picking up deposits, putting them in the truck, going to the next stop, picking up deposits, putting them in the truck till he gets his truck full of money, and then he's going to take it to wherever armored trucks go to drop off their money. I have no idea. The armored truck drop-off. Exactly. Know. <laughs> I wished it would be my house, but it's not. <laughs> Dude, they could just take it to my bank account. They don't even have to bring it to my house. I mean, true, true. I went to National Bank. They can take it to any of the branches anywhere in the country. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to allow that as well. Yes. Yeah. yes. I'm not going to complain. Well, at about 10 a.m., he goes into the AMC Awatuki Theater in the area of South Phoenix, known as Awatuki. Mm hmm. Anyway, so Keith goes in to pick up the weekend deposit from the theater. It's a little bit bigger than normal because it's after a holiday weekend. Right. You know? So he goes in and he's coming back out of the theater. He's headed back to his truck. He's got about $56,000 in this bag. And then a man in a black hoodie jumps in front of him, aims a gun at him, And before Keith even has a chance to react, to draw his gun, to drop the money, to say anything, this guy just starts pulling the trigger. Oh, wow. Pulls the trigger six times. Keith was struck in the head five times out of these six shots. Wow. So that's a fast draw to get that many head shots before the person falls, I feel. You you see them that that's rapid fire. I feel so. I don't know if he shot him all six times before he or sh- pulled the trigger six times before 
Keith fell to the ground. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if he shot a couple of times and then stood over him and shot some more. I I don't know. Okay. We just know that he did shoot him six times. Yes. Well, he, gotcha. was, he pulled the trigger six times. There were six shots, but Keith was hit five times. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. So the gunman grabs the bag full of money, jumps on a bicycle that he had stashed close by, and takes off. Mm. Keith is taken to the hospital. He's pronounced dead at the hospital, unfortunately. Cops start talking to the witnesses around saying, hey, you know, did you see what happened? Witnesses describe the gunman as being a 25 to 30 year old Hispanic man. Mm, Okay. Okay. Well, the FBI is immediately involved in this situation. Because in addition to thefts and robberies committed on bank bank premises, Mm -hmm. the federal bank robbery statute also encompasses thefts and robberies of bank messengers and armored truck services. Aha, got you. The key factor in determining whether a violation of this fancy little statute with numbers and letters and symbols and determining if it has occurred or not is whether or not the money that was stolen belonged to or was in the care, custody, control, management, or possession of a federally protected financial institution. So as soon as Keith got the deposit in his possession, it would now be in the possession of this federally protected financial institution. Right. And therefore, this is a federal crime now, immediately. So... Even though growing up, I always said I would have robbed an armored truck and not a bank. That way I didn't get the FBI involved. Um, I've changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was just a little wrong. A little backwards I'm, there. I'm no longer planning on robbing an armored truck. Just just yeah. so you know. Just for the record. The cops eventually find this bicycle. They're searching the area. They're trying to figure out, you know, who this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually find a bicycle that's just kind of tossed over in some bushes or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, this this kind of matches what the witnesses say. This bicycle, the getaway bicycle looked like. Right. And they were able to lift some fingerprints off of it. Wow. Yeah. And these fingerprints were on file. And they linked back to a guy named Jason Derrick Brown. Oh. Now, a little bit about Jason. He was born on July 1st, 1969 in Los Angeles, California. Fancy, fancy. Mm-hmm. His sister has been reported as saying that he was a good person, but he did have a dark side. Like, there were... Almost like there were two Jasons. Um, she said that their dad would try and beat the bad out of Jason because oh God. he thought Jason was just like him and he didn't want his kids to grow up like him. Mm. Um, but she also did say that around eight or nine, Jason pretty much turned into their dad's little bad guy minion kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So, which makes me wonder, what was the dad like? I don't Seriously. know, but funnily enough, the dad went missing. <gasps> oh, and I don't remember exactly when. I didn't write this down in any of my notes, but the dad went missing about ten years before all this happened. Oh wow, ish. Like he just kind of vanished. And um, the sister found Jason and their other brother cleaning out their dad's house, like getting rid of all his stuff out of his house. And she was like, what are you doing? And they're like, mm, it's fine. Dad said if he wasn't back in a couple of days to so just get rid of his stuff, he wasn't ever coming back. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, nobody really knows where the dad is either. He disappeared and has not been seen or heard from since. Hmm. But That's I... I, the reason I didn't include that in my notes or anything is because when you Google it, that's pretty much all you can find on the dad's disappearance. That's it. Wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so, but back to Jason. Okay. Um, he went to school at Laguna Beach High School, which just sounds fancy. Yeah, it does. I'm just saying. Um, Isn't after a place in like uh, a video game or something? And it looks really cool. I oh. think it is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is in a, in that game that the little grandson likes to play. I was going to say, is it the one the nephew plays at your house? Yeah. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto with a six-year-old. Yeah. Hey, okay. he's eight. Oh, my gosh. You're going to let him turn eight this year? No. I'm just saying. No. No. <laughs> no. He is eight. I understand. Is he eight? Yes, he's eight, mother. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, I think you're still six. And he's like, well, fuck you, granny. Maybe seven, not five, no, six, eight. Seven. He's eight. Oh God. That's crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so after high school, Jason prepared to go on a mission trip as he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. So, these mission trips. I don't really mm -hmm. know much about them. Me neither. I googled. Uh-oh. I'm excited. Um, generally, mission trips are gone on by young men between the ages of 18 and 25. Mm -hmm. And they're expected to serve a two-year mission outside of the area that they grew up in. Okay. So, this mission... Basically, they go to this area where they're not from, and they live there for two years, and, and they go around talking to people, trying to tell people about their church and their beliefs, and, you know, hey, come be with our church, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Right. Um, but before they go on their mission, they are required to attend a missionary training center for a short time. I don't know exactly how long. I couldn't find, you know, if it was six weeks, six months. I have no idea. Okay. Um, and I did also find out that if their mission takes them to another country that speaks a completely different language, when they go to this missionary training center, mm -hmm. they are they become completely immersed in learning this language during their training. Wow. Okay. They're basically expected to speak nothing but that language while they are in training. That way, when they go on their mission to this foreign-speaking land, they're completely fluent. And it sounds wow. like they've been speaking it forever. 
Wow. I could never do that because I could only speak Texan anyway. So, yeah, I could never do that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes them super, super fluent and almost makes them sound like native speakers. Wow. Um, so Jason went on his mission from 1988 to 1990, and he went to France. Sweet. I would oh, like to go know. to France. Me too. Yeah. So he goes to France. Um, so the language that he is fluent in, other than English, is French. Nice. Keep that in mind. So after his mission, he goes to college. He ended up getting a master's degree in international business. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I did see it reported somewhere that he actually owned two different businesses. Um, one was called Toys Unlimited and the other was called On the Doorstep Advertising. And he ran them out of his home in Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. That's some cool names for some businesses. I know. And then all we come up with is crime with my coffee because we talk about crime while drinking coffee. You know, we're super yeah. imaginative creative, here. Yeah. yeah, we're real creative here. Yeah. Or, you know, not, but whatever. Straight to the point. You know what you're getting into before you even click on anything. So it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway... Um, Jason evidently enjoyed living the high life. He liked the fancy boats, the jet skis, motorcycles, dirt bikes, golfing, skiing, snowboarding, all that stuff I'm not good at. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. Except the motorcycle part. I can ride on the back of a motorcycle. That's about it. Hmm. I, I, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I could. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The opportunity is there. I, we just don't do it. And I could totally chill on a fancy boat as long as there's lots of shade and sunscreen so I don't turn into a complete lobster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do like boats. I just don't like swimming in the water with the fishes where there's fish pee and poop. Ugh. I, I never thought about it. But, yeah, that's <laughs> gross. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, yeah. Nah, and never mind. I'm done. I'm done. So, anyway, well, with living this kind of lifestyle with all these things, he obviously had to keep in shape, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I would think so. Pretty much a gym rat. Always working out. He was in great shape. And he loved being the center of attention. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm. When he's out at the clubs, he's buying the drinks for everybody. He's showing off his boats. He's showing off his cars. He's showing off his muscles, you know. Wow. He's got this huge, extravagant lifestyle. Oh, I was going to say ego, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, that too, I'm sure. (laughs) But he didn't really have the money to support this lifestyle. Then how 
how is he doing it? Uh, he's scamming the money. Ooh. He's taking Ooh. loans out to finance these things and defaulting on the loans. Oh. Um, I even read somewhere that he would go into like car dealerships or boat dealerships. He would go into some kind of dealership, but I think it was a car dealership. And he would use a fake social security number and a fake address to get, and he's dressed all nice and fancy like some rich guy. And he would do this and get a new car. And then, boom, how are they going to find this car if they don't have his real social security information or number? They don't have his real address. They don't, they don't know who he is. They don't know who his car is. I, I, pretty much thought buying a car and getting a car is like pulling teeth and it takes forever and they know everything about you before you're even allowed yeah I don't unless know you're how using somebody else's information yeah but you better hope that they got decent credit or something because I don't think I don't think we've ever had to show anything other than a an ID when we bought a vehicle Really? I had to prove I had a job and everything. Well, I mean, like, other than, you know, paycheck stubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, you I, can make a, I was going to say, maybe I'll just top one up on the computer and go, look, see, I make a million dollars a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't forget me if you make a million dollars a week, okay? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway. But he would default on these loans. He would default on rental agreements. And then he'd take the money out on, you know, with a different loan or whatever. Or he'd go and find a town and scam the money out of the people in that town. And and he'd never pay this money back. And wow. that's how he's living this totally grandiose lifestyle and not having the money for it. Wow. He was actually suspected in several petty thefts and home invasions around the Phoenix area. Hmm. Of course, they could never prove any of it. So he's just suspected of them. Okay. Well, in November of 2004, he goes down and he buys a 45 caliber gun. Oh, that's a big hefty gun. Yeah, that that means business right there. Yeah, it does. He even took an instructional course on how to use this weapon. Okay. Okay. Um, he had to submit to a background check. He had to submit his fingerprints, you know, and that's how his prints were on file, by the way. That's how they matched uh-huh. the bicycle to Jason. Nice. Is, is through this little background check and fingerprinting with this weapon. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, but he takes this instructional course. His teacher said that he was a completely obnoxious student. He was not good with firearms. He was completely clumsy. You know, he dropped the weapon. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I want to sit by him in class for sure. But somehow he passed. Jason passed and was given all the whatever to do whatever with his gun. Hmm, Okay. Um, after his class, he was reported to have gone out to go practice shooting to better his aim and his competency with this weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of out in like the nowhere desertville. Okay. You know, so yeah. that he doesn't shoot anybody or anything, you know, just 
shooting in right. the desert, you know, like right. I guess like they like they show in the movies. Uh, but he ended up shooting a truck on one of these practice sessions. Uh oh. Yeah, he he ended up shooting this truck. Um, he traded information with the owner of this vehicle, um, who later told him, you know, he had the truck looked at. The damage was about thirteen hundred dollars. And Jason was like, all right, cool. I'll get you the money for it, which he eventually did mm-hmm. um, with a little bit extra because it took him so long to get him the money or whatever. Okay. Um, December 6th, 2004, uh, Jason had been visiting his sister in California and he'd been there for a few days and he told her, you know, he called her and he said, hey, sis, I, I need to get in your house. I got some stuff back at my house that I got to take care of, but I need to get my stuff first. And she's like, okay, well, I can be home in, we'll say 30 minutes. I don't know how long it was. You mm-hmm. know, I can be home in just a little bit, let you in the house. And he's like, all right, cool. I'll just wait for you. She gets to the house, lets him in. He's packing up his stuff, loading it up in his vehicle. And he leaves. And an hour later, the FBI rushes in. What? Yes. And they're like, where's your brother? And she was like, what's going on? I don't know where he is. He left. Ah, I would be pooping myself. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, they, they inform her they're looking for Jason. He's wanted in connection with this murder of Keith Palomares and and the robbery with that and everything. They were actually able to track Jason to San Diego down near the Mexico border. Okay. And then they were able to track him way far north, far away from there to Portland, freaking Oregon. Wow. Uh, But basically, yeah, he's off the grid now. After that. He he just kind of disappears. Yeah. Um, While he was in Portland, he did mail some things to his brother in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And then later, uh, on April 20th, 2007, his brother was actually indicted for obstruction of justice. Okay. Um, Evidently, he had had Jason's BMW cleaned out. After he drove Jason's BMW from Las Vegas to California. Mm. And they believe that the BMW is what Jason was driving after he dumped the bicycle. He jumps in his BMW and then takes off. So, you know, okay. then brother but this is just what they think. Just because they found his prints on a bicycle doesn't necessarily mean... You know, you see, you see what I'm saying here. Well, see, I, from my understanding, there's also video evidence. Okay, well, video the don't shooting. lie. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Nope, video don't lie. Yeah, okay. there's evidently security security video somewhere of this shooting. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Well, then yeah. From my understanding, obviously not available to the public, so I have haven't seen it but my understanding is they have it right oh yeah i would think so and i can see why they wouldn't put that out for the public exactly yeah so i think it's more than just the fingerprints on this bicycle in the general area right 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 um anyway the brother did eventually plead guilty 
to lying to the FBI, and he was sentenced to three years of probation in Arizona. Okay. I don't know why. Probation. I don't know why it was in Arizona. Because the BMW was retrieved from Las Vegas, Nevada. It was cleaned out in California where the brother lived. Uh But he was sentenced to probation in Arizona. Well, didn't didn't the crime take place in Arizona? But since it's a federal crime, can't he be tried anywhere and sentenced anywhere in the U.S.? Uh, maybe I don't know how that works, but yeah. yeah anyway, neither. Yeah. I don't know. So on December eighth of two thousand seven, Jason Derek Brown was placed on the FBI's ten most wanted list. Oh wow! There have been numerous sightings called in to the FBI mm-hmm. all over the U.S. Some in Canada. One of Sean Penn, the actor Sean Penn, which, oh my God, I love him too. Yeah. Uh, But one of his body doubles was actually arrested because the authorities were like, oh my God, there's Jason Derrick Brown. And they arrested him. And he was like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yes, you are. And then, you know, it turns out, no, he wasn't. But this guy, Jason Derrick Brown, he literally really does look like Sean Penn. Like in his photo that he took when he did the background check and all that for this weapon for this class or whatever. Right. I had to look really close at this photo to make sure it wasn't Sean Penn. So just glancing at it, you you're thinking, Oh, this guy is an actor and you know, he's somebody else. Absolutely. Just glancing, looking at him. I was like, are you sure you're not like posting the wrong picture? Cause I'm pretty sure that really could be Sean Penn. Like, Wow. He seriously looks like Sean Penn, so I can see how his body double was confused for him. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, it's uncanny. Unfreaking canny. Uh, anyway, he was eventually released because obviously he wasn't Jason Derrick Brown. Right. The last credible sighting of Jason um, happened in August of 2008 near the Hogel Zoo in Salt Lake City, Utah. This guy was sitting at a red light, and he looks over to the car next to him, you know, because you're sitting at a red light. You kind of glance around. Oh, yeah, you look. What's what's that person over there doing? They picking their nose, eating a sandwich? You know, what what are they doing? Exactly. And he said he looks over, and he kind of looks for a second and goes, hey, that's that's Jason. I That's Jason. And I, I, what? And he said that Jason recognized him and like sped through this red light and took off. Oh. So he's in Salt Lake City. That's not where Jason's from. You're no. maybe wondering how, uh, how is this guy so sure that it was Jason? Yeah. Well, this guy is so sure that it was Jason because this guy went with Jason to his missionary trip in France for two freaking years. Oh, yeah. He knows the guy. He, he knows, knows Jason. <laughs> yes. 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 They also went to missionary training camp together or missionary training center. That's what it's called. Sorry, not camp. But yeah, yeah. He, he went through training with Jason. He knows Jason. He knows yes. Jason. Very, very familiar with Jason and he would recognize him 
if he had seen him. Yes. yes. And he said he was absolutely positive this was Jason. And Jason realized, oh, crap, I've been recognized and took off. Wow. Um, Jason was removed from the most wanted list in 2022 after being on it for nearly 15 years. Wow. He is still wanted by the FBI. He's just not in the top 10 anymore. Okay. Um, he could be in Quebec. He could be in France. Um, I'm not sure why, but they think he also, there's a possibility he could be in Thailand. Hmm. I mean, technically, if you think about it, the guy could be anywhere. Yes, he could absolutely he, be anywhere. He's very adaptable. Yes, but this is where they think are the greater possibilities that he could be. Okay. Okay. Quebec, France, Thailand, or even hiding in plain sight here in the United States somewhere. It is, it is possible. Um, if you have any information, any sightings of Jason Derrick Brown, um, contact the FBI. You can call them at 1-800-CALL-FBI, which is 225-5324. There. I think I got it right that time. <laughs> FBI. Yes. That's really kind of kind of cool how they did that. 1-800-CALL-FBI. Yes. Um, you can contact your local FBI office. Or if you are not in the United States and you see Jason, um, contact the nearest American embassy or consulate. But yeah, that's that's our case. I'm, I'm wondering, can you also possibly contact the local authorities and I'm they sure, would contact? I'm sure you could. Okay. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could call any authorities and they'd be like, uh, Mr. FBI guys, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and they do say that he is to be considered armed and dangerous. Don't approach him. Just call. Right, 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 right. Now, the question I have is, uh, and I, and I know that they have a video of, unfortunately the shooting that happened or whatever but by witness statements they said that they thought it was a hispanic male it's probably because he spent all this time on a yacht and he had a good tan and that's why when they watched the video and, and i understand why video is more reliable than just witnesses because they you know the eye sees things that Maybe the yeah. camera. So I, so I had thoughts about that myself too, you know, because everybody said they thought it was a Hispanic guy. Mm -hmm. It totally could have been Jason. I mean, he's this surfer dude that spends all his time outside in the sun. I know, unlike myself, my children tan. My children tan very well and very easily. And mm -hmm. I have been mistaken for their stepmom hundreds of times during the summertime. Right. Because, because they're like, white. I am like almost transparent. White. Yes. yes, I do glow in the dark. It's <laughs> fine. I get it. I've come to terms with this many, many years ago. Um, But they, they, once I tell them, you don't know, no, these are my kids. I birthed these kids. They're like, oh, so their dad's Hispanic. Mm, no, they just tan really well. Right, right. You right. know, Um, so that could be the case here with Jason. I agree. Know? I agree. 
especially if you're just seeing him for, you know, just a couple of seconds or whatever, you know, you're not getting this really good hard look at him. Right. Just just right. kind of just glancing, passing glance almost, you know. Um, also combined with the fact that you just saw this shooting go down. So you're freaking out about that, too. And your mind is processing a bajillion things at once. Right. You know, I, I could see that. Um, I did also notice that, you know, and the reason I mentioned this when he was taking his class with this handgun, his mm-hmm. teacher said he was really bad with it. He was really clumsy with the weapon, blah, 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 blah. Um, Keith was struck in the head five times out of six shots. Right. So there are several people that I've read online in, in different theories, um, that think, maybe maybe Jason didn't do this because if he can't shoot with the gun how did he get that many good shots right unless he shoots him once the guy falls and then he stands over him and shoots him you know and you could get the shots where you wanted because you're not doing any kind of moving target or anything like that plus Plus, maybe he really was good with a gun. He just wanted people to think he wasn't. That was my thoughts behind it. If I'm planning in my head to go, let's say, rob a bank. Mm -hmm. If I have to buy a gun before I can go rob this bank and it's going to have to be my name because obviously you can't fake that. Right. Um. I'm going to act like a total freaking idiot when it comes to this gun. Yeah, because, I mean, he said that the guy was dropping it and everything else, but yet he still passed what he needed to pass to get. Yes, I don't know. I don't know what the requirements are in the state of Arizona. I do know here in Texas, in order to get your license to carry, you have to pass a shooting proficiency test and you have to shoot. I don't know. All pretty much basically all your shots have to land on target at what is it, three different distances away yes. intervals? Yes. Uh, what is it, five yards, 15 yards, and 20 yards, or something like that? So. Yeah. Um, not as easy as it sounds. No. You you really have to it know it's doable though. Oh, absolutely doable. Yeah. Um, but you you gotta know what you're doing. You know, you, you got to know how to shoot this weapon. And it's, you know, but but don't you have to have a written test as well? Yes, there is a written test in Texas as well. And the funny thing is, if I'm dropping my gun and I'm the teacher and see somebody dropping their gun, I'm, dude, I don't care how well you shoot. If you can't hold a gun without dropping it on the floor or something, you probably don't need it. And I don't know if I'm going to pass them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that all works in any state, but right. you know, I know it would make me be freaking out if I'm in class with this guy and he's dropping his gun. I'd be like, mm, I'll come back in a couple of weeks. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in class with this guy. No. Yeah, no. precisely. That's a little nerve wracking, a little scary. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's the case of Jason Derrick Brown. Well, thank he's you very much for out there. Sure. Some people think he's on the run. Some people think he's hiding with his dad. Some people think he's living in plain sight. Could be. 
Could be. And the dad's never been found either. Yeah, his dad's never been found either. So it sounds to me like they got good hiding spots. They could be together. Then again, they might not be. Who knows? Yeah, or there's no telling. There's no telling. But yeah, Jason Derrick Brown, still wanted by the FBI. You know where he is? Give him a call. Yeah. Wow. Thank you very, there very much. There is a monetary reward, by the way. Oh, nice. Probably. I don't remember how much it is. I didn't write that down. But there is a monetary reward. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Thank you very, very much. You're very welcome. Yeah, that's it. That's what we got for you this week. Um, Hope you'll come back next week when we have another new case for you. Yep, yep. We'll be here. And until then, y'all. Bye. Bye.